0: Fantasy football picks and bets presented by Prize Picks. Week ten rankings update, injury report, DraftKings ownership, and of course the Prize Picks plays of the week. Remember to smash the like button of the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network, and thank you all out there for getting us to thirty thousand subs on YouTube. It's great. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. Let's get to 300,000 now, okay? So sub to the channel, all right? Uh, You can get the updated rankings in the description of this video and podcast, along with the full injury cheat sheet that will be updated again once the inactives are released at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday, if you want to bookmark that sub to the newsletter as well while we're up there. Prize picks for the week, the props of what we're going with here, and I just targeted one game. In particular, just because I like the way that the game flow is going to work out in favor of these pass-catching running backs. So with the Washington side of the ball, obviously we know that Antonio Gibson continues to be banged up with this shin injury. He's seen his snaps decrease over the past three weeks where Jared Patterson has been on the upswing. But J.D. McKissick has been the one playing right around 40 45 50% of the snaps depending on the game flow that we've seen. And honestly, he's not really running the ball all that much. More so than he used to do, but it's all the receiving game for him. So you would expect, as gigantic underdogs, Washington to be trailing a ton on this game. So on prizepicks.com right now, you can do over... 27 and a half receiving yards. That's piece one to my prize picks play of the week. The two two play prize picks move where you get three times your money. I'm just going to the other side of the ball in this game too because the one thing that Washington still does well on defense is pressure the quarterback. We saw all the issues Tom Brady had with New Orleans and Washington's pass rush is a lot better than New Orleans. Now, they can't cover anyone or tackle anyone or stop the run, but they will get hands in the face of Tom Brady. We know there's no Antonio Brown. There's no Gronk. There may be no Chris Godwin so just look to the other side of the ball Leonard Fournette he's still playing all the snaps at running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over 25 and a half receiving here So two running back dump offs from the one game you hit the over on both boom you win three times your money plus there is a huge giveaway on prizepicks.com this week as well so if you use our code MMNNFL. Get all this info down in the description and the newsletter as well if you really want it spelled out for you. So if you use mmnfl at prizepicks.com, you get your deposit bonus of up to $100, which is fantastic. Plus, if you play a Sunday night football entry and Patrick Mahomes completes one pass or more, You get an extra $25, so you might as well just play a $25. If you're a first-time player, deposit using code MMNNFL. Deposit like $100. You get a match deposit of $100. Now you have $200. Play a $25 entry featuring two Sunday night football guys, and it's a free roll. So you can win $75. So at the end of this, with your free bet, you could have $275 for depositing $100. Just go on your way. MMN, NFL, go sign up right now. Plus, you can play in the MMN prize picks pool as well. That means you can take any five guys from Sunday, play one entry for $7.11. You get 10 times your payout if you go five for five. But because you made your entry, $7.11, that means you're in the Mayo Media prize picks pool. And if you go five for five, you get your 10 times payout and an extra 50 bucks. So deposit. You know, using code MMNNFL, you get the bonus for the Sunday Night Football play in the uh, 7-Eleven contest, $7.11, and you can turn that $7.11 into 123 bucks. It's like one of the best bankroll boosters that is out there on any site, anywhere, surprisepicks.com, code MMNNFL, check it out. The breaking news that we saw on Saturday that was being circulated around that after the Rams signed Odell Beckham Jr. in practice, Rams practice, Robert Woods blew out his ACL and he is finished. For the season, So all the Van Jefferson owners, I hope you didn't drop Van Jefferson in this spot. Hopefully you didn't drop Odell Beckham either. So for week 10 in particular, Odell Beckham appears like he is going to be active for Monday Night Football. So Cooper Cup remains number one in the rankings. For week 10, I have Van Jefferson just slotted inside the top 20. And Odell Beckham Jr. coming in at number 32. Tyler Higby moves up to number 11 in the tight end rankings as well. But rest of the season, how does this really play out? I would guess, and this is going to be really interesting for Daryl Henderson as well, because one of the most underrated parts about Robert Woods, why he tends to get lost on a week-to-week basis and not have that receiving consistency versus someone like Cooper Cup, is that Robert Woods is one of the premier blockers on the outside of any receiver in the NFL. So this might actually damage Daryl Henderson just a little bit, because we know after watching the Titans game last week that the Rams offensive line, not all that great. So I'm curious to see what happens with Daryl Henderson it's not like I'm moving him down a ton or anything like that but it might cap his upside overall especially on those off tackle runs now fortunately Odell when he's actually trying a pretty good blocker in his own right so I think for the rest of the season what I want Van Jefferson or Odell Beckham is what it comes down here let me ask the coin we'll go uh heads for Odell we'll go tails for Van Jefferson because that's what this feels like right now the coin says Van Jefferson with the tails for the mayor with the tails for the mayo media network coin flip and I think I'm in that same boat too more familiar with the offense obviously they're both great deep ball threats maybe you end up seeing Odell get a lot of the work underneath uh, and that will improve his target and reception base but in terms of overall yardage I still think that a lot of these plays are designed for Van Jefferson to get behind the defense obviously Cooper Cup is number one I do think that both Van Jefferson and Odell Beckham could potentially be wide receiver threes and flex plays right now The main thing would be is if Odell Beckham is available on your waiver wire, obviously you go pick him up. If you have Odell Beckham right now, very much like the Antonio Brown situation from a year ago, where it did take him a few weeks and it wasn't until the end of the year that he started going off. He never really developed that same sort of consistency that we saw throughout the playoffs. And so far in 2021. So with Odell, shop them around right now before your trade deadline cuz there might be someone in your league who is just way too hyped for Odell Beckham Jr. I'm not saying offer Odell for Christian McCaffrey, but if you do see like a mid-tier running back that you think that you can go to hell, try Odell for Saquon and say what, see what happens. Just throw it out there. Obviously, it's probably going to be rejected, but there's enough people upset with Saquon Barkley at the moment that maybe that player in your league gets super hyped for OBJ, hasn't really paid attention to football in the past four years, at least that way, you guarantee yourself a low-end running back one instead of Beckham, who, listen, he could be a wide receiver one. He's far more likely to be a wide receiver four than a wide receiver one. It's all on his range of outcomes. You might as well cash in on the hype right now, especially with Woods blowing out his ACL. So, Start firing off offers right now for any player that, is, that you perceive to be much better than Odell Beckham because your league mate may not feel the same way, and he's going to get on that OBJ hype train. That is the move with Odell Beckham right now uh, going forward. So number 32 in the rankings this week. Running back injuries, there is a lot this week, and it's really shook up the rankings. Once again, the rankings are down in the description of this video. They're completely updated. They will be updated again when the actives and inactives are released or if there's any sort of major news. I updated another Robert Woods thing happened, so I had to go update them again. Elvin Kamara, out. Chris Carson, out. Nick Chubb is out. Felton is out. Jamal Williams is out. Chase Edmonds, out. He's also been placed on injured reserve. He's out four to six weeks. Tevin Coleman, likely back. Same as James Robinson. and Zach Moss has passed. Concussion protocol, expect him to be active for the Buffalo Bills against the New York Jets. Uh, Stevenson and Harris on New England are both legit game time decisions. They have not passed concussion protocol as of yet. So keep an eye on them. If so, obviously, Brandon Bolden moves up in the rankings. So does J.J. Taylor. Andy Reid has said that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is unlikely to play on Monday evening. That probably makes him more likely than not Not to come back in week 11. So one more good week for Daryl Henderson uh, as we move along with this. Uh, Devontae Booker and Saquon Barkley both banged up both. Well, Saquon's expected back next week. Not sure about Booker. Miles Sanders still has one more week on injured reserve. However, he was putting on his Instagram that he's ready to go. So next week, expect Miles Sanders to return. Latavius Murray obviously missed week 10 on Thursday night football. Maybe they could have used Latavius because they could not run the ball against the Dolphins, although the Dolphins run defense is actually pretty good. It's like the one part of their defense outside of Xavier Howard that is pretty legit. Not that you'd know after a watching the Thursday night football game. They looked like the 85 bears. But when you blitz that often with safeties uh, at the all time record high for the NFL, it's a look that you've never really seen before. It's like the defensive coordinator just sat there and was like, you know what? I was playing Madden earlier. Didn't feel like scrolling through all the defensive plays. So I just picked engage eight every time. And he's like, you know what? This might work against Lamar. And it did. Shocking stuff, really. I'm guessing that the Ravens will be a bit more apt to adapt to that moving forward now that they've actually seen if other teams try to replicate that strategy. So, So it's weird. So far this season that the Lions and Dolphins have seemed to have the most success in containing Lamar Jackson, keeping him in the pocket, getting hands in his face, making these throws really difficult for him. Just not the two teams I would have expected to do it, to be perfectly honest with you. But hey. Here we are. Of the running back replacements now, if we go over to the week. 10 rankings uh the highest of the bunch is dearness johnson he can actually james Conner is the highest of the bunch he's number seven dearness johnson is number eight i do worry a little bit that they just i i think that belchick's gonna scheme to take baker mayfield and the deep threats out of play and just try to get gashed on the ground to a limited extent by dearness johnson and hopefully he you know for fantasy purposes probably has a floor of ppr or half point ppr of like 10 to 12 points he scores a touchdown all of a sudden you're looking for pretty good. It would be Dearness scored stupid. And then we're all going to feel like idiots for not playing him. He's going to be by far the highest home guy on DraftKings as well. That awful Mark Ingram hurts my soul to put him at number 15. And maybe that's even a bit too low, but Simeon is starting for the Saints here. I do like the Saints in that game, but I do need to hedge a little bit because it's still Mark Ingram. This is what Mark Ingram does. He's just like Jared Cook. Every time you want to rely on this guy and think that he's in a great spot, worst game of his career whenever you don't play him, goes completely off. He's just one of those guys. So he's still number 15. You're playing Mark Ingram, and he's shaping up to be a very good DraftKings play as well at $4,500. I have him currently projected, when we get to that, one of the three top running back in ownership so far on the main slate. Other than that, I have Brendan Bolden currently at number 20, assuming that Stevenson and Harris are both going to be out. J.J. Taylor has moved himself up to number 34, Other than that, Alex Collins remains number 25. Devin Singletary drops down to number 24. I have him over Zach Moss, who's at number 30. The Jets are just terrible on defense, so both guys could actually score some fantasy points in this game. Just make sure that Moss is active. He's expected to be active. That's not a guarantee as of yet. Uh, And I did bump down the Jets' running backs, although Magic Mike is starting, and we know that he loves himself to throw to to Michael Carter and Ty Johnson. But Tevin Coleman's going to be back, and what we've seen so far from the Jets in 2021 is that when all three of them are active, all three of them play. So the overall upside of these guys is just going to be lower because the volume would be expected to be a little bit lower because it's going to be more spread out. Funny how that works. Obviously, I've already went over the Robert Woods situation as it pertains to the Rams, but there are more wide receiver injuries to go through right now. Chase Claypool is out. That means James Washington has moved up in the charts uh, inside the top 40 at receiver this week. Kelvin Ridley will not be back. He's going to be out at least another two weeks after being placed on the reserve list. Hopefully he can get himself better. Antonio Brown is out for the Buccaneers. Chris Godwin is a game-time decision. Tyler Johnson would more than likely take over the Chris Godwin role and be a supreme value at $3,300. So Grayson would probably play on the outside too, if both these guys miss a game, because Gronk's not going either. So those two are cheap flyers that you could potentially go to on DraftKings in a deep season long format if you had to, because Washington's secondary is, just horrible so expect some of them to do something scotty miller might be active for this game too so that would throw a bit of a wrench into the situation ideally if you wanted to play tyler johnson no brown no godwin no scotty miller boom we're good to go let's lock him in those lineups DeAndre Hopkins and Rondell Moore true game time decisions against Carolina this week keep an eye out for them just bench Rondell Moore obviously you need to hold out for DeAndre Hopkins just make sure that you have a replacement in mind if that's going to come through AJ Green will be back in this game Julio Jones got downgraded to a DNP on Friday with this hamstring injury he's someone that cannot practice and still play although he's not been playing very well so that's a problem But he is, I would say he's more unlikely than likely to play. But game time decision, we should know uh, right away, And as soon as the actives come out, I wouldn't really want to play him against New Orleans anyway. So maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Find a better option. Uh, Diami Brown is a game time decision for this contest. uh, Against the Buccaneers, Curtis Samuel is out. Michael Gallup is going to be back for the Dallas Cowboys. I still have Cedric Wilson ranked ahead of him for this week. Might have to change that going into Sunday morning as if Gallup is truly 100%. He's going to play over Cedric Wilson and we wouldn't really worry too much about that. Corey Davis expected to be back for the Jets. Will, and Denzel Mims is out, so that will push Keelan Cole a little bit to the side, get Corey Davis put back in. T.Y. Hilton will start for the Indianapolis Colts. On buy watch, we do have Allen Robinson and Sterling Shepard monitor their status coming back in to next week. Rest of the players right now, Kyler Murray's still no guarantee to go for the Arizona Cardinals. He is in the rankings. However, uh, his possibility of missing this game has been put into the rankings as DeAndre Hopkins is a bit down. AJ Green is a bit down. Christian Kirk is a bit down. If he plays, those guys would bump up, but Hey, that's a late game and we're not going to know that. So pick your poison very carefully, have a backup ready for Kyler Murray. If they do decide to sit him for the second consecutive week, Russell Wilson will play for the Seahawks. Not quite sure how effective he's going to be. He could be hundred percent. He could be like 40%. He's coming off major hand surgery and he beat his timetable to return by two weeks. I mean, concussion water I need whatever this guy's drinking whenever I get surgery HGH water sounds pretty good so hopefully he can throw that deep ball. Put it this way. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf owners are rejoicing for the return of Russell Wilson back to full strength. Dwayne Eskridge is actually going to be back from his concussion. He's missed like the past five weeks or so for the Seattle Seahawks, too. So they're finally getting a little bit healthier. Carson expected back next week. Aaron Rodgers looks like he's a go for the Packers in this game. Trevor Lawrence is in for the Jacksonville Jags, as is Trevor Trevor Simeon for the New Orleans Saints. He's going to start. Mike White is starting against the Buffalo bill sam darnold is out he's going to miss multiple weeks pj walker will start this week against arizona obviously they signed cam newton who i would just expect to start next week because he might even get into this game if he's active because pj walker has not looked good so far in his relief duty of sam darnold so far in 2021 not the xfl pal bit tougher in the nfl it's a horrible situation for him too because arizona has one of the best pass rushes in all of football carolina one of the worst offensive lines. So people are going to be in his face all day long. Zach Wilson out for the New York Jets. That's why they got Magic Mike, who said that he could have been the first overall pick in this draft. Good for him with that sort of... Com- That's cust s confidence. Maybe the Jets and Jets. Here we go. Mike White. Just expect a lot of checkdowns from Mike White. Rob Gronkowski is out at tight end. Logan Thomas is likely out. Maybe back next week. Maybe not right now because the hamstring is not looking good for him. I've moved up Ricky Seals-Jones in the rankings to take his spot. Uh, big Albert O is likely in. Noah Fanth is back off the COVID list. Dawson Knox is back. Jonu Smith is likely going to play. Eric Ebron is... Is back will that affect pat firemouth or friarmouth as he is actually called maybe but it does seem like friarmouth whatever situation even when ebron was healthy as, as soon as juju went out he just took over that role in the offense and just ran way more routes than ever being asked to block plus he is the red zone threat right now against a really soft detroit defense he's inside the top 10 at tight end this week Let's move to DraftKings and the projected ownership. If you haven't joined the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League yet, there is 500 spots available, $15 to play, three max entry, no rake. You should probably take advantage of no rake tournaments. The link is in the description right now. Let's go fill that shit up, okay? Thank you. Here's what I got. For ownership. At quarterback, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Dak Prescott are going to be your big three. Everyone else, pretty under-owned after that. At running back, Dearness Johnson and Mark Ingram are the popular choices from the bottom end. Then you have Najee Harris and Jonathan Taylor. And everyone, realistically, besides Christian McCaffrey, who's the most expensive, are going to be right around double-digit ownership. So there's one of two ways you can play this as a pivot. One is go to that middle range because, I mean, if Brandon Bolden ends up being the starter, he looks like the very Logical pivot from Dearness Johnson and Mark Ingram if you don't want to play those two together. Because when we get to the end of this, I can tell you what most people's lineups are going to be this week. Uh, Or you play Christian McCaffrey at the top end. However, in that $6,000 range, there are three guys that I think that you can plausibly use, get away from a lot of ownership, and have massive upside come along with it. No Jamal Williams this week, meaning DeAndre Swift in a pure catch-up role could go off against the Steelers if they constantly throw to him. So he's one of them, and he's great in a Pittsburgh bringback. More on that in a second. You have James Robinson, who is likely to play with this heel injury, and all of a sudden you have a workhorse running back who literally no one is using this week at a pretty cheap price at 6,100 bucks. Then you have James Conner, who everyone was all about three days ago. Now, legit, no one is using. So if you didn't want, like everyone wants to you know, pay up at receiver, they want to pay up for these expensive stacks because Dearness Johnson and Mark Ingram are both available to plug in. That makes the most sense in the world. I completely get it. But if everyone's going to have that lineup, it's not like Ingram and Dearness Johnson are locks to score 30 points in this game. The other guys probably have just as high, probably not Bolden, but he could be, you know, maybe he's a plus 150 dog to them in terms of fantasy points. This is where runthesims.com comes in handy, by the way, because you just run your two, you can even run it one to one to one, put in Johnson, put in Ingram, and put in Brandon Bolden run the slate 10,000 times and you'll get an accurate projection of how often that these guys score more than the other ones and yeah Dearness Johnson's gonna be a favorite Mark Ingram's gonna be a favorite over Brendan Bolden but it's probably like 57 43 I mean if one guy is going to be 20 times as owned as the other one you probably want to go with a guy who's lesser owned if you actually want to box out the field if you're playing for first place in giant gpp's in single entry three max in cash Play the popular guys. It doesn't really matter. Uh, And you'll just get away with their points. If they bust, they're going to bust for everyone else. If they go off, then you're just going to need to be better in the other spots in your lineup. So those are the four running backs that you can expect to be the highest owned at receiver. Deontay Johnson, Keenan Allen, Michael Pittman, Devontae Adams are the four that really stand out to me that everyone seems to be gravitating towards. At tight end, it's Kyle Pitts. And it's everyone else, but it does seem like Dallas Goddard and Pat Fryermuth will be the next to right around 10% ownership in large field GPPs. No defense is expected to be above 10% ownership this week, but the Bills and Cardinals, I would expect to be the highest. I still like the Saints a lot. Just really like the Saints this week. And they're a nice correlation play with Mark Ingram if you want to go with that. Uh, They're not super duper cheap, but they're not super expensive at the same time. If that was going to be your stack and it's Ingram and Saints D, what's that going to be? Quick math in my head. 7,600 bucks? I think is what that would end up being. You can get away with that and still pay up for where you want. So in terms of stacks, Bill Stack going to be super popular. Game Stack, Dallas side against Atlanta with Kyle Pitts as the bringback or Cordero as the bringback, looking very popular in this spot. And you're going to get a lot of Chargers stacks. It might be a skinny stack with Herbert now. but Mike Williams is generating a lot of buzz. Bring it back with Delvin Cook, who's expected to play here. You could play the Cousins side of the ball. Cousins, Jefferson, and Thielen, and bring it back with Eckler. That would be a more unique way to get a part of that game. But here's the one that I I don't quite understand how it's not popular based on all the people that are being used right now. So Najee Harris, he's going to be used a ton. Deontay Johnson, probably going to be the highest-owned wide receiver this week. Fryermith probably in the top three of wide receivers. But no one is taking Ben Roethlisberger. Because he sucks. We know that. However, this is a spot against Detroit where they can really open it up. You could do the easy path and just go, Ben? And Deontay Johnson, bring it back with Sift or Swift or throw in Fryermith or throw in James Washington. It is a cheaper stack than most that people are going with this week. It's contrarian, and it does allow you access to Christian McCaffrey or Devontae Adams or one of these very high-end players that you can go to. Now, we need to see what the entry report is going to say, but the Tampa stack looks pretty damn good as well, where you go, Brady, if Godwin sits, you go Brady, Evans, Tower Johnson, not bad. Not bad and not super expensive either. Brady and Evans are, but Johnson just gives you all these savings. I don't even know who the hell I'd bring it back with. Probably McKissick, but I wouldn't want to waste the running back spot on McKissick this week versus some of these other cheap guys that I just project to have all of the role. Play the running backs this week that are going to get over 65% of their team snaps. Don't even bother with the other ones because we are in a unique situation in Week 10 where there's so many of these guys that you can still pivot and find running backs that have the full workhorse role like I said Swift James Robinson James Connor and at the very highest end Christian McCaffrey appear to be the four best pivots you can go to at the low end well I can't guarantee that he's going to have over 65% of the snaps Brandon Bolden in the checkdown contest with a very good pass rush coming at Mac Jones could be in line for like eight targets in this game so Brandon Bolden could be the move too it's a very easy week to get contrarian if you want to because everyone rightfully so has identified what the best plays are going to be so you might just have to go to the other side. The, the lineup that I was talking about is going to look something like Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Deontay Johnson, Dearness Johnson, Mark Ingram. Those five guys are going to be in so many lineups. It's kind of outrageous. Or it'll be like Dak and Amare Cooper and the Deontay Johnson, Mark Ingram, Dearness Johnson, That's going to be just the two Johnsons and Mark Ingram are going to be in so many lineups that, again, if you have the guts to fade one or you really don't have a great feeling about them, this is a time to pounce. If you want to know who the optimals are, just go to runthesims.com. Then the optimal leverage percentages that you will get will be ownership projections minus optimal percentages after running, simulating the slate 10,000 times. And Maybe that's the best way that you can use to leverage. I still think McCaffrey's the guy here. Uh, He scored like 20 points and barely touched the ball last week. Like if he's... He's off the injury report. We're back to full health of P.J. Walker. I don't care who plays quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. McCaffrey, they know, is their best bet to score points and just give them the ball as much as possible. And with again, with that pass rush, bad offensive line, don't even you have to run the ball. It's a little dump-offs the entire game. Have like 14 catches, CMC, and we'll be getting business here. All right? I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. Sub to the channel. Sub to the newsletter. Play in the Listener's League link and code MMNNFL at prizepicks.com to take advantage of that Patrick Mahomes Sunday night football bonus. And don't be afraid to play in the 7-Eleven Mayo Media Network Props Contest. One entry, five picks from Sunday for $7.11. You hit that five of five on the $7.11 entry, boom, you get 123 bucks. Sounds pretty good, all right? Good luck this week. I'm Pat Mayo.